Time for some overlooked stocks. George Tills joins us for movers that you missed in today's action. George, we've talked about the airlines and the strength in the reopening trade. You've been uh, scrutinizing Hawaiian Airlines, George. Is this because uh, you are looking for potential vacation ideas or overlooked stocks? Well, I mean, look, you know, Jerry, I think uh, you got to look at Hawaiian Airlines. It's uh, majority routes, of course, are flown to Hawaii, which again is in the leisure airline space. So that's uh, what we have to keep in mind when we look at Hawaiian. Overall, again, it's a regional airline. It's down about 33% over the last uh, three years or so. Uh, one of the things that uh, we talk about in the airline space right now is, is uh, preferences is probably going to be for leisure travel versus uh, business travel. So uh, we, we talked about other airlines, for instance, Frontier Airlines is one we recently covered, uh, Spirit Airlines, as well as Hawaiian, actually have close to about 90% of the total revenues that are leisure-based versus uh, other major airlines like American Delta United, which really have been hit hard because of the pandemic, particularly because of uh, business travel, which has been uh, constrained considerably uh, due to, of course, cost cutting and, of course, the pandemic. But uh, today, Hawaii got an upgrade from Cowan. Uh, they actually uh, upgraded the stock to uh, market perform. Price target 23 from 17 and a half. And I think what they're actually seeing going forward is the company has made a lot of uh, uh, headway when it comes down to reducing operating expenses. Uh, overall, they cut staff by about a third since the pandemic began. But it did come into the pandemic quite, with quite a bit of debt. And, and I think also, uh, looking at the company itself, uh, I think the earnings estimates are considerably different than they were last uh, four quarters. Uh, the company lost about $4.50 over the last four quarters. I looked at the forward estimates, and they're about $2.20 for the next fiscal year or four quarters. So overall, considering the price right now uh, where it's at, it's only trading around nine times forward earnings uh, with, again, the expectations that they're going to have a profitable year. These are, again, the estimates that are provided by the uh, consensus analysts that cover the company. Uh, way undervalued compared to its historical average. I mean, not even close. Uh, but uh, obviously, with the lack of profit um, last year, that becomes a problem, too, uh, when we're measuring these valuations. A lot is contingent, it seems, on uh, not just uh, COVID, but how much these businesses changed and how they survived the last two years. Did they take on debt? Uh, did they lay off workforce? Or in some cases, uh, you know, did these companies either issue shares? Uh, how much of their government debt they paid back, et cetera, et cetera? How does Hawaiian look as far as balance sheet goes? Well, so here's the thing. It's a good question. I mean, Hawaiian itself, when it came into the pandemic, it was already uh, pretty levered up. Uh, right now, on a trailing basis, it has about $3 of debt for every dollar of equity. And that's rather high, especially when you've got some struggling revenue growth, which the company has had considerable uh, struggles with. In fact, over the last five years, uh, its five-year revenue growth annualizes down about 18%. So I think that's one of the challenges it faces. Now, with a constrained balance sheet, OJ, if things improve, that can also uh, be a sort of double-edged sword. You know, the stock can be, really suffer from a lot of debt, but it also can improve considerably. What I ended up doing, and it's a great question, by the way, is I looked at the cash from financing. The company itself generated about $1.25 billion in revenue last year, but it actually financed about $900 million uh, in both uh, debt and equity. So what I see there is when you've got cash from financing, you know, close to the entire annualized sales, I think the dilution is probably built in. And maybe this is also what Cohen sees when they upgraded the stock to 23 from 17 and a half. I think they, they, they feel like the twofold factors of improving sales, 
EBITDA, which is expected to be profitable in the next four quarters, as well as lots of uh, equity issuance in the last year. Those are three factors that I'm bringing up uh, to, of course, uh, you know, perhaps make a compelling reason why or one of the reasons why they actually upgraded the stock. All right. So in our conversation about uh, beta in our panel, uh, obviously within sectors, uh, a stock can have uh, will have a beta. And for Hawaiian, it seems like it's pretty high beta as far as airlines go. Uh, got hit uh, worse than some of them on the way down. But days like today, uh, when the group is rallying, they can move with some serious velocity higher, too. Uh, the upgrade, of course, helps as well, though, uh, as it's been struggling a bit. All right, uh, George, interesting one. All right, so Hawaii needs to be on our list in addition to, like, Alaska and some of the other lesser-known airlines, perhaps, here. Uh, George, uh, let's go over to another one you've got. Uh, it's an upgrade, to Carpenter Technology. A material stock whose chart kind of looks like some of the airlines. Uh, long downtrend, but one that's trying to yeah. turn it around lately. Yeah, actually, you make a great point to begin with. I was going to bring that up, OJ. So Carpenter Technology is actually a special, especially metals fabrication. They have two divisions, especially alloys, which include titanium and aluminum-based materials uh, that are heat-resistant and corrosion-resistant for the aerospace industry. But they also have performance uh, engineer products divisions as well. So the other end markets they serve uh, include, of course, defense, which is always pretty steady when it comes to revenue industrial commercial uh, as well as consumer durables and energy so uh, they, they do a lot of work from a, the standpoint of premium alloys and titaniums uh, you know oil and gas uh, rigs and so forth but uh, I think overall and it, you make a great point is is why is the company struggled it's actually struggling because this aerospace business has been sort of uh, decimated uh, you know when it comes down to uh, COVID in fact when I went look at its revenue for the company uh, relative to where it's at right now and I'm just going to, you know, estimate about six quarters. In the last six quarters, uh, its revenues are down uh, to about 70% where they were pre-pandemic. But since then, the company has significantly reduced expenses. Uh, but again, I think this is a story with uh, Benchmark upgrading CRS to a buy. It's a potential turnaround. One of the things I did notice is if you look at Carpenter Technology, uh, even, of course, Allegheny, Technology, which is a competitor of them in the in the specialty materials uh, and uh, alloy space, in uh, U.S. Steel, all these names uh, have actually performed quite well so far this year. So there seems to be some industry group favorability going on in these materials, and it could be uh, we're we're maybe near the uh, the end of the uh, the aerospace uh, lull when it comes down to the new planes that are built and of course uh, purchased by airlines, both domestically and internationally. Okay. So uh, there is uh, the connection, right? I mean, it makes some sense. Uh, the end of the chart kind of looks like this. Uh, but uh, ATI yeah. looks like the way to play the sector right now. That thing is on the move uh, as uh, the last three months have been broadly good for this group. But Allegheny is really rolling there. Yes, I think Allegheny is, is an interesting one in the same sort of space. Yeah, if you look at mm -hmm. Allegheny, they received also several upgrades as of recent as well. But I will say this. We're looking at Carpenter, I think there's going to be some analysts really, you know, evaluating this industry group because overall gross margins uh, were negative one and a half percent. I'm sorry, barely positive, but 1.5 percent with operating margins at negative 10 percent. So what this basically tells me uh, is that we're sort of at the bottom of the barrel when it comes down to uh, to costs, uh, as well as perhaps uh, pricing. 
Uh, and if they get some demand or contracts going forward, we can see, certainly see a, uh, a nice turnaround for a company like Carpenter. Okay, good stuff, uh, George. A couple interesting finds in a sector that is holding its own. Materials firm on the day. Chart's been looking pretty good. Alongside uh, banks and energy, the list is short of uh, sector-wide breakouts. One could argue that uh, materials uh, are in the course of doing so uh, this past week. So a couple of nice ones to put on our radar. Appreciate it, George Tillis. But the overlooked stocks today, the movers that you missed every day here after the bell with George.